tortoise. Hello, I'm Claudia and this is The Sensemaker from Tortoise. One story every day to make sense of the world. Today, after the controversy around changes made to Roald Dahl's stories, Tortoise speaks to author Frank Cottrell-Boyce about whether children's books are being taken seriously enough. That's after a short break. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's a controversy brewing in the world of publishing. How has it got so bad? That removal uh, is, is, is an obliteration of the past. It is vandalism. It's censorship. Is it yours a generation which is simply pathetic and frightened and suppressing and puritanical? It was a story that grabbed attention around the world. The news that changes had been made to Roald Dahl's famous children's stories to update them for modern readers. At the time, I spoke to a lot of people in the publishing industry about why the story mattered, why it went so viral. For many, it went right to the heart of what we as a society value and where we draw a line between modernisation and complete overhaul. But not for everyone. Hi, I'm Frank Cottrell-Boyce. I'm a children's writer. Frank Cottrell-Boyce is the author of Millions and Chitty Chitty Bang Bang Flies Again. I could see that there was like an issue about the sanctity of the writer going on. But my first and gut reaction was, oh, so finally children's books are being covered, but they're being covered in a completely adult conversation around a culture war. For Frank, a lot of the fuss around the Roald Dahl edits missed the point. I get why people are exercised about it. Some people really struggle with the idea of sensitivity readers and people trading too carefully, and part of the appeal of children's writing is often that it, it is transgressive. Roald Dahl is rooted in European folk tales that are completely outrageous. On the other hand, we have always cleaned up children's fiction. You know, the move from The Brothers Grimm to The Household Tales is a cleaning up move. Dahl cleaned up his own books in his own time. I, is anybody seriously suggesting that we shouldn't be cleaning up either Blyton you know, they can be appalling. And at the same time, there's treasure in them. You know, children's books are not museum pieces. They stay alive. And and part of that keeping alive is that we have always, always changed them. So what does it mean to be a children's author in the 21st century? Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 
One of the first times I came across Frank's work was watching his film 24-Hour Party People about Manchester, the birth of factory records and the hacienda. I wanted to understand why Frank moved from that to children's writing. Oh, that's a story. I wrote films and I wrote television. I've always loved children's books. But in the late 80s, early 90s, I was working on a project. And his response... It caught me by surprise. Which led me to interview a woman called Mariella Mayer. Mariella Mayer was a Swiss novelist who was born to a Yenish family in the 1940s. Like hundreds of other Yenish children, she was taken from her parents and brought up in institutions as part of a programme of forced removals by the Swiss government that lasted until the 1970s. And Mariella had really kicked against this. When I met her, she was a successful writer and she'd really kicked against this system. She'd been in 13 different institutions. She'd very narrowly missed a lobotomy. She'd been in prison. And I was talking to her and I said, how did you, how did you know that there was more? How did you know that you deserve more? Mariella's answer has stayed with Frank for decades. It changed the course of his career. And you can hear the emotion in his voice when he's talking about it. She said, I read Heidi. Heidi blew the walls down of all those prisons. And that was an absolutely damascene, epiphanic moment for me that you could do that with a good story for that age group. So that's what I've dedicated my life to. And I, I, as a children's writer, you go into lots of schools. You know, I've met children who are every bit as imprisoned as Mariella in ideas about race, class, gender, you know, your neuro definition, all those things. And I truly believe that if you give them the choice, they will find a book and it will blow those walls down like it did for Marianne. It's a reminder for Frank at the time and for me now about the power and the importance of children's books and about his responsibility as an author. What you want is for someone to come up to you afterwards and say, I don't really read, but I read this and I love it. And and I'm going to read something else. And that happens. It happens to me. It happens to nearly every other children's writer that I talk about. And that's because there is a book for every child. But for years, authors from Frank to Michael Rosen and Julia Donaldson have expressed concerns about the lack of attention we as a country give children's literature. I mean, when you think that we Brits... That's what we're famous for, children's books, Peter Pan, Winnie the Pooh, Harry Potter, Treasure Island, The Tiger Who Came to Tea. I mean, that's what we're best at. And yet, you know, when you read an adult novel, there's always about three pages of reviews at the beginning saying how wonderful it is. <laughs> you never get that with the children's book, and that's a reflection of how little attention is, is paid to them. One of the results is that children are left with fewer options. And it's a problem made worse by the cost of living crisis, with one in five parents and carers saying they're buying fewer books for their children. During the 2010s, nearly 800 libraries across the UK were closed. And according to recent data, 14% of primary schools don't have a library. And that is context that was missing in all the chatter about Roald Dahl's books. I know that there's a conversation to be had about censorship and sensitivity, but my first conversation was, this is another example of how we are letting our children down. Because here's a conversation about children's books that's about a very, very adult issue. 
if you don't like Roald Dahl, read another book. But you won't know where those other books are because there is no national conversation about what is available for children to read. We've tended towards this monopoly that is held by a very, very few writers. And I think that is the pressure behind this discussion, is that there is so much writing on Dahl because so little else is visible. He is carrying the weight of all our children because we're not saying to them, why not read Tuva Janssen? Why not read Astrid Lindgren? Why not read Astrid Lindgren? Oh, absolute genius. You know, Pippi Longstocking, my God. How are you missing out on this, you know? There is hope that things might be changing. Earlier this week, a parliamentary debate, which directly referenced the Roald Dahl controversy, highlighted the importance of access to books for kids. But until we treat children's books with the same cultural reverence as we do adults, there is a long way to go. Thank you for listening to The Sensemaker from Tortoise. This episode was written and reported by me, Claudia Williams. It was mixed by Matt Russell. Tortoise. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.